I saw a video the other day online that offended me, that got me a little pissed off. It was a video of Alex Hormozzi, and he is an entrepreneur that I follow. And on it, he says that there is a difference between those who are successful and those who are not. And there's not really much to talk about except that there's one big difference one big difference between those who succeed and those who don't and it boils down to this impulse control what does that mean it means that every time you have an itch or an urge to do something chances are you scratch that itch you have no self-control and thinking about it too i'm like is he calling me out do i have it nah i got it wait maybe i don't and it was tough to just get that smack in the face because then I started thinking about it more. Well, what does he mean? Well, he was talking about, you know, that urge to refresh your Instagram feed after the fourth time of scrolling or maybe the itch to turn on PS5, Netflix, eat that cookie when you're not even really that hungry or the urge to pick up your phone every time you hear that ding or you're trying to check email or something like that. Like that what he was talking about. In a nutshell, essentially, what I heard, this is not what he said, but this is what I interpreted, where pretty much you suck at life because you have no impulse control. And if you're doing well at life, it's because you do have impulse control. Well, I wanted to talk about it this week. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the Red Velvet Podcast. What's up, pretty boy? What's up, good looking? I'm your host, Pablo Rosario. Now, First and foremost, my apologies. I know it's a Tuesday. I know I normally knock these out on a Monday, and that's that's on me here. You know, I've been trying to do a lot of things this last part of the month, this last part of the year. Lots of things going on. I mean, I got these big plans that I got going on for Red Velvet that I'm trying to implement. That way we get momentum into 2024. You know, I'm here holding it down at the house, doing the daddy duties and everything. You know, and, and, and not for nothing too, like all around, Things have been fun, and I mean fun, not in a, oh, I have fun type of way, but more of a, damn, this shit's been challenging. I've been growing, but it's been challenging type of way, like from personal relationships, family, business, romance, everything, like, dang, when does it stop? And I ain't gonna lie, there was a few points where I, ha- like, I, I, I don't want to say that I broke, but I had a few breaking points where I was like, yo... Shit ain't just gonna work out. Like it's just it's just not gonna work out. Like what's the point? And at one point, I was like, yo, you know what? I'm about to throw my hands up in the air. You know what? Screw it. All this stuff about being positive, doing all the right things. It don't work. Like, what's the point of doing all the right things if things are not working out? If the thing that you're working toward doesn't happen, you know? And it was around that time where I heard a little voice inside my head. You know, and then trust me, like, I'm not crazy, but I heard a little voice inside my head saying to essentially remain patient that if you're doing it, here's a big lesson, too, that I want you to take away, which was big for me, which is if you're doing it for the sole intention of getting an outcome is not going to work because you're doing it not for a pure reason. It's the equivalent of only being nice to a person because you want something. Like that's not the way it works with the universe. Of course we want things and we desire things, but you can't have that energy behind it. That's a desperate energy. 
And that's what I learned. I was like, yo, I was approaching things with a desperate energy, which is why things weren't happening. And so, you know, I, I took a step back and I tried to see where I was going wrong and try to find the balance between working towards what I want combined with also not being, uh, you know, desperate behind it, you know, and, and instead doing it from a place of, you know, like I want it, but I don't need it. I'm moving towards it because this is what I want. This is the direction I'm choosing, but I'm simultaneously not attached if it doesn't happen. Does that make sense? And I think that's definitely the way to go. And so with that, things have been turning around. Things have been turning around. I can definitely say that for sure. And one of the things that has allowed me to do is to step back in and to show up as the powerful, creative, fun leader of my men's group, the Red Velvet Group. And that's something I take very, very seriously, very proudly, because these guys, they show up to the group, and I believe, at least this is the way that it works in my mind, is that kind of like the leadoff hitter for a baseball team, you know, the first person that goes up to bat, that he sets the tone. And what I've actually heard too in a lot of organizations that the culture starts from the top. And so if the top, namely myself, is I'm not on my game, I'm not showing up expired, and if I'm not, then if I'm not doing that, I'm not maintaining the standard. And if I'm not maintaining the standard, then well, I'm just screwed, you know, like everything else is gonna fall apart. Like if I don't hold the standard, then who else will? Then these guys won't, at least, at least that's what I believe, they won't keep up they won't keep putting in they won't keep buying in because in order for this whole thing to run i believe that you actually need the people in it to buy into it to feed the machine to feed the movement and the culture all the person does at the top it just sets the vision just sets the goal but if you are not you know doing the thing if you're not showing up as the embodiment of the vision then why should they you get what i'm saying and so that's why it's super important to me and since i did that things have been going really well and we just finished uh, actually we finished a call that we have every month which is our mastermind call and we talk about a lot of things every month and this time one of the things that we talked about which by the way for the rest of december like so many badass things have been dropped during these calls you're gonna learn a lot but one of the things that we just talked about is uh, our monthly challenge. So peep this out, right? So every year, we, not every year, but actually, you know what, yeah, after every year, as far as the group is concerned, we have a theme for the year. And this year, we had the year of masculinity. That was the theme. And I'm gonna break that down in another episode pretty soon. But, and each month, <laughs> each month, that's what happens when you're Spanish. Each month, the guys have a challenge that helps them towards that overall theme. And November was no fat November. And for those who don't know what that is, it's essentially something that guys do where for the month of November, they refrain from masturbating and ejaculating. And there are lots of benefits to that. And also, I mean, I got my beliefs around that, but let me just get straight to it. So the way that we did it here is that we did it at three levels. Level one is just normal, bada bing, bada boom, no fapping, no porn, no uh, masturbating, no ejaculating. The only caveat is if you were with a partner, then go ahead, I mean, go do your thing. But the second level was that you pick one of your vices, one of the things that, you know, that you, that's a time waster that you shouldn't be doing, but you end up doing anyway. And so you're gonna do that 
uh, and refrain from doing that for the month along with no fapping. And then there was level three, which is complete dopamine detox. I'm talking about no phone, no internet, no music on your headphones, no Netflix, no screens, no nothing. Now, we weren't crazy with it because, hey, we know people got jobs, people got loved ones that they need to communicate with. So we just had to minimize it as much as possible. But we had them do that or because, well, it's all about impulse control because peep this out. Now, in in my opinion, like when it comes to like how does impulse control and how is it important, how does it work with masculinity? Well, this is the way that I think about it, right? And as far as like no fapping, I get that. But I think the the and there's lots of benefits to it. You know, you get more motivation, more more clarity because you know you're retaining your semen and everything. You're not just ejaculating and, and giving up your life force just like that all the time. And I get the point of it. But the reason why we're doing it is because of the following. And it's because at least for me, like we gotta think bigger picture. And for me, when we talk about impulse control and in the context of being a man, what does that mean? Well, like I said, there's nothing wrong with fapping. It's whatever, it's actually a natural part of, of, of you know, being human, enjoy yourself. That's what, you know what I mean? That's what we got, we don't judge around here. But for me, like when it comes to, you know, in terms of masculinity and, you know, impulse control, it's this, is that, you know, a guy who has no control over his impulses, in my opinion, is not a man, but a beast. It's a person that gives over his brain, his control, gives over his choices to his animalistic desires, to his, his um, you know, what is it? Um, what is it called? Oh yeah, it's called your reptilian brain, where it's just react, react, react. And I think the thing that separates us from the beast is our reasoning, is our ability to make a choice. Now, how does that play into being a man in masculinity? And in my opinion, and by the way, I'm gonna make a whole episode about this, about what we learned from the year of masculinity, but one of the big things is this, and it's that it's about operating from choice. Instead of being reactive all the time, and instead of reacting or acting from expectations, from, from ego or anything like that, is you react or rather you respond from choice. And when you are not giving into your impulses, you are operating from a place where, okay, I get to operate from choice. And a man who operates from choice is a man with control, is a man with power, it's a man who can't be moved, is a man that you know has his head on straight, is stable, and is a man that you know can lead you because he's not gonna let the outside world frazzle him. You get what I'm saying so far? So like for example, you know, you know, let's say you don't have that impulse control. Let's say, let's just take it on the basic level where, you know what, you pass by and you pick up your phone every time it goes ding. Or maybe every time you pass by the kitchen, you grab that cookie without thinking. What does that say about you? Yeah, on the outside, like, oh, you know what? It's just no real harm or anything like that. And it's just a cookie and I still get my stuff done. Okay, cool, cool. But let's really break it down. If For me, what it really says is that you're not reliable and that you're not going to keep your word. That you that that your environment is bigger than you and again let me just be clear if you know anything about me i'm not really so much of a like a black and white sort of guy meaning like it's this or that i understand there's some gray areas here and which i'll probably talk about here but i want you to understand that when 
you lack control over your impulses. Lots of things happen. And I read this book called, follow me for a second, I'm gonna get somewhere. <laughs> but I read this book called Outwitting the Devil. And he says, and in the book it says that, that usually negative habits are just not negative habits. Negative habits attract similar habits that they come and pair triplets and fours. And so if you ever notice people that let's say, you know, they're not doing the best in life, it's usually because they have like one, one habit that's not productive. If you expand their life, I'm willing to bet that they also take part in other habits that are not productive. Now, alternatively, if you take a look at people who are successful, who are killing it, they have one really good you know, productive habit. But if you also look around, it also spreads to other places. So let's take someone who has a great body, who wants to work out, who's very healthy. You know what I'm saying? Now, that person going to the gym, yes, that's one great habit. And guess what else it does? Actually, you know what? Let's do this. Let's let's use, I'm going to use myself, for example. Let's tell a personal story. As you know, this past year, I started going back to the gym after like, shit, maybe five years, maybe a little bit more. But anyway, I started going back to the gym and that habit, as you know, is great. Move your body, get healthy, get fit. You know, that's important to me. But what other habits did that create? Well, in order for me to go to the gym, I have to wake up early. And so it created the habit of not only waking up early, but also going to sleep early. That created the habit of me being able to turn off the TV at a certain time because it's time to go to sleep. Well, the great habit that it attract, guess what? I have drastically dropped down my alcohol and soda intake. Not that I'm out here wowing, you know, getting smashed, anything like that, but let's just say over the past 90 something days, 80 something days, because I keep trapped on my phone, 80 something days, I've had either alcohol or soda only five times. And you already know the benefits of that. Your face is not inflamed, you stay sexy, you stay healthy. So that's another good habit. Another one after that is I've started taking in more water, which is another great habit. Another habit after that is I've started eating better. And so as you see, like one great habit just attracts another and another and another. And it's the same thing, let's say with the negative habits. If you have a negative habit, let's go back to the way I was before. I would go to sleep late and I would watch Netflix, numb out, not pay attention, which caused me to go to sleep late, which caused me to wake up late, which caused me then to wake up in, in not such a great mood. But if I wanted a quick fix to get me up, I would turn to sugar. I would turn to just a whole lot of bad things and Red Bulls and things like that. And then what do you know? I, I gave into my, and then I just wanted to feel good because I was like, ah, I'm groggy. You know what? I'm going to have something unhealthy to eat. And so one by one, those negative habits starting start, start to, to pile on top of each other. And so if I can come back to our original example and bring it back home here, you know, when it comes to impulse control, you know, the, the consequence of that, especially as a man, because peep this out, once you go down that rabbit hole, what type of man, what type of person do you become? 
I mean, think about it, especially if you want to be the type of guy that leads his lady, leads his family, be the guy that's a leader in his in his in his work life, that he wants to be the guy that others come around, the guy that others want to hang out with. Well, what type of man do you end up becoming if you're the guy who's always chasing your impulses? If we go back to my example before of sleeping late, of you know, eating like crap, soda and alcohol, all that stuff. What type of guy do I become? I mean, first off, my face will become inflamed. My, you know, so I get puffy in my cheeks. I have low energy. My charisma is, is drained. Health-wise, it starts to get affected. And as you know, if you're not healthy on the inside, it's gonna show on the outside. And then let's say I get larger, then my lady's like, yo, and here, ready, ready, I'm about to go real dark. And then my lady is like, hey, like what happened to your motivation? What happened to your drive? You're not the same Pablo that I remember. And then all of a sudden, boom, attraction fades. Maybe some other guy, you know, catches her eye and she's like, you know what, this this isn't working for me anymore. Like you see like the rabbit hole it goes down from continue going down your impulses. Whereas on the other end, you're doing all the things you are, you know, you are sticking to what you committed to. You're waking up early, like at least for me, waking up early, going to bed early, working out, drinking water. And guess what's happened? My lady actually the other day sent me a text saying that she really loves the man that I've, I've grown into these this last few months, especially the last half of the year. She said more often now that she's more attracted to me. Like she said that pretty often. Whereas before, she really didn't say that. And again, I'm not blaming her because, hey, the type of guy I was showing up as wasn't the same attractive guy that when we first met. So I take, I take responsibility for that. You know, I had, to, I had to get back on my thing. And boom, the plus of that, she's loving on me. She's kissing on me. The other day, she kind of pushed me into a room and started making out with me. And not too much TMI there, but yeah, like that, that's what happens. And I'm telling you, my guy, the guy that, you know, that's listening right now, like that is what happens. You have two roads in front of you, two things, two possible futures in front of you. And it all starts with, do you give in to your impulses or do you not? You get what I'm saying? Now, uh, again, to reiterate, it ain't bad to have a cookie every once in a while. It ain't bad to watch Netflix or go to sleep late. But the thing that I want to reiterate, at least the first point here that I want to reiterate, is, is, is do you do it from a place of choice or a place of just automatic programming? Like every time you hear the ding on your phone, every time you see the notification pop up, do you automatically pick it up without thinking? Do you automatically pick up the bag of cookies? Do you automatically just turn off your brain and turn on Netflix you know, without thinking? And then just continue not to think. That's the other thing. Continue not to think. It's all right if it happens, if at some point you're like, oh, hold up, I'm slipping, let me just come back. If, if you continue not to think, that's the thing right there. And so, or, do you operate from a place of choice and be like, you know what, I'm choosing to have the cookie today because X, Y, and Z. I'm choosing to stay up later for whatever reason. And so it's all about the first thing, like are you operating from choice or are you operating from an impulse? And know that each choice will lead you down a certain life path. You get what I'm saying? So let me get into the second thing I wanted to get into, which is something that you know, I don't think it's really talked about lately, but it really needs a light to be shined on, which is why? Like, why do we give in our impulses? Why do we give in to them without thinking? And for me, I think, at least for me, is that it's, it's, it's like this, is that these urges, right? So these urges, if you break it down, let's, and we get cerebral for a second, right? 
the urge, it's really like a bell that gets you to do a habit. Now, that habit, what it really is, it is a solution to a problem. That's all it is. You're experiencing some sort of problem within you, some, some, some subconscious problem within you, and your brain gives you this urge to take part in this habit, this activity, in order to solve that problem. That's all it is. So they are, in, in a nutshell, they are vehicles to the end point. So whereas the, the, the urges are like the bell, but the, the habits are the vehicles. And what are they vehicles to? They are vehicles to pleasure, because you want to feel good. They are vehicles to run away from pain because you're like, oh, this sucks. I don't like this anymore. They are vehicles to escape boredom. I'm bored. I want stimulation or to avoid anxiety. You know, a lot of the stuff that we do, I mean, take a look at it, like the, the unconscious habits that we do is usually to get something, to get something or to run away from something. And I feel like once you have this understanding of it, it'll help you break free from your urges. You get what I'm saying? And in, in, in but I, I want to first make that point. I first want to make that point. But the second, the next one that I want to make in in combination with this one is this: is that I want you to take a look at your habits. I want you to take a look at your urges and the things that you do. And I want you to ask yourself, like, what are you really doing? Are you trying to avoid pain? Are you trying to avoid and get rid of anxiety, escape boredom? Are you trying to feel good? Hey, I just want to feel good, right? But, he, but, but first answer that question. The second thing though I want you to consider is this, that Aristotle said that we are what we repeatedly do. And so with that said, the habits that you take part in, the conscious and unconscious ones, especially the urges, if you spend a lot of your time doing that, and if, if you look at it like that, and we go by Aristotle's quote here, we all repeatedly do, then if you think about it, and if I, if I were to ask you, what is your life about? And by taking a look at your actions, one can say that your life is all about pleasure. Your life is all about just avoiding pain. The purpose of your life is just to avoid pain. The purpose is just to avoid anxiety. And so every decision you have and make is to avoid pain, anxiety, or to run to pleasure. Now you think like, oh, you know, run to pleasure is not bad, but my guy, like let, let's really talk about pleasure. It's, it's like empty calories. It's a dopamine hit. That's what you're chasing, dopamine hits. With these urges, you're chasing dopamine hits. And as we know, dopamine hits, like they come and they go. And what they do, they cause you to chase after it again and again and again. And so instead of actually chasing for your purpose, chasing things that fulfill you, you're chasing things that make you feel good. And if we go down that rabbit hole, oh, I just, I just, we're gonna go a bunch of different rabbit holes, but peep this. If you go down that rabbit hole with the person that just chases pleasure, then guess what? Your life ain't gonna be great. Your life is gonna be just as shitty as a person who avoids discomfort, who, whose purpose is to avoid pain. Because let's say, all right, cool, I wanna chase pleasure. All right, I wanna drink a lot because it's pleasurable. I wanna eat a lot of pleasurable. You know, I want to just, you know, fap all day long and then boom, pleasure. But what happens there? Boom, let's say you just take, you overindulge in sex. Well, guess what? 
low energy, low motivation, lethargic, you don't get your ass up, you don't do anything, you don't work out, you don't chase your dreams, anything like that. And plus, you're to, and, you know, when you kind of, as a man, when you drain yourself of your testosterone, I believe you drain yourself of your mojo. Of, of, of the thing that gives you, you know, your life and gives you your swag. You get what I'm saying? And then also, let's keep it going. Let's say, boom, you take part in eating well. You overindulge in eating because that's a lot of pleasure. I love eating, but let's say you overeat. Guess what? Stomach problems, heart problems, clogged arteries. You can't move. You're lethargic. You get the itis all the time and you're sleeping. If you're sleeping, you can't work and then you can't build something for yourself because you're wasting your time doing that. Let's say another pleasure. Let's say playing video games. You know, you you play all the time guess what you numb you stop thinking you avoid social interactions you avoid uh, connection with actual real people and start building something towards your life like you get where i'm getting at and so a life of chasing pleasure a life of giving into these urges like you got to think about it you know you know this it, 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 you know you got to take a zoom out and ask yourself and take a look and go is this really what my life's about is this really unconsciously my purpose in life and I know, by the way, I didn't talk about anxiety and, and like avoiding displeasure because let's say you did that and spent the purpose of your life just to avoid anxiety, avoid displeasure, avoid discomfort. Well, guess what? You're never going to grow. You're never going to step outside your comfort zone. You're going to get the same thing that you've always got all your life and nothing ever, ever is going to change. You get what I'm getting at? And so, you know, when, when we look at these urges, you have to take an honest look at yourself. And if you want to change and start becoming successful, if you want to change, you got to start taking a look and have an honest look at yourself and go, oh, so this is what my life's been about. I mean, do it right now. Pause this if you have to and think about it. Look at the status of your life and look at the areas that you're not happy with and see what you have been prioritizing. What has been, what has been your life been about in that area of your life? So in, let's say in relationships, you ain't got a lady. All right, cool. Well, What's the urges you've been given into? The unconscious one, which is to walk away, to avoid stuff, to maybe start drinking when you feel anxiety out in the bar, in the club. So what is it? And then if you've done that for X amount of years, well, all your, you know, what's been the payout of that? What's been the cost of that? You're single. You're still frustrated. You've gotten older probably. Or maybe you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't exactly make you happy. Like you see what I'm getting at? And so... Um, you know, that, that's, that's, that's when you look at it like that, then now you have an opportunity to be like, you know what, I'm gonna do something different. I'm, I, I see what I've been doing so far and now I'm going to switch it up. And so how do you do that? Which brings me to the last part here of this podcast, which is, you know, how do we get to a place where we're not operating from, you know, our urges all the time. We operate from our choice and the, what I talked about with my red velvet group is I talked about Instead of chasing pleasure or avoiding pain, instead, choose fulfillment. Yes, choose fulfillment. How do I describe fulfillment? I can give you the Google definition, but for me, simply said, fulfillment, it's things and people and experiences that fill your soul, that really fill your cup. You know, people like, you know, they might want to go out, like for example, like some people, they, they want to go out to the bar or the club and, you know, get the, <laughs> you know, do that whole thing. For me, my thing that fills my cup, it's a good dinner with good people that I love. That fills my cup. Or for me, it's doing magic. That fills my cup. Me, hanging out with my daughter. 
that fills my cup. Or coming up with stuff for you, coming up with stuff to help you become a better man, that fills my cup. Those things like that fills my cup. And when you do things that fill your cup, one, you are acting in, first of all, you're acting in line with your purpose. And when you look at it from an outside point of view, like a man who chases fulfillment, it's sexy, by the way. A guy who does that is admired by, by women, by men, by everyone around him. Because to the outside world, he's a guy who's going somewhere. He's a guy who's moving with direction. That's a guy who's also simultaneously happy. When you're moving in your purpose, you are truthfully happy. You're actually joyous. And women love guys who are happy, who are joyous. Nobody wants to be around a dude who's walking around with bad vibes. Nobody wants to walk around with a guy who's a freaking Debbie Downer. I mean, freaking, you know, women just want to be happy too, like anybody else. They're not going to hang around some guy who's like, uh, well, you know, I got, I got nothing to do and I don't know. Like nobody wants to be around that. But when you are in your purpose and when you are chasing fulfillment and you're living out of fulfillment, you're always walking around with that spark, that happiness, and that makes you super attractive. And then the other thing as well, here's the other thing that I love about the idea of choosing fulfillment is that it is an everlasting game that you love to play. You see, when you chase the urges, essentially you're chasing the next high. Like it never ends. And, and you're just on this, this freaking merry-go-round like a freaking rat in a maze or like, like a horse with a carrot. You just keep chasing, chasing, chasing it, searching for the next high, and, but it never fulfills you up. It never you know, satisfies you. It's like potato chips, empty calories. But fulfillment is like a steak. It's something that you feel good after. You're like, mm, that was a good meal and I feel happy. And the beautiful part about it is that you're willing to do it again. And you're, and, 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 and you're willing to do it again, not in the sense like, oh, I'm chasing this thing over and over again, but it's something that you love doing, that you're not doing it for the outcome, but you're doing it for the experience. And it's something you can continue doing for the rest of your life. And it, and it makes the process, the experience of life that much more enjoyable. I mean, while we're waiting from point A to point B, and point B is when we're in the dirt, but during that time, like, hey, I'm gonna enjoy this ride, and this makes it worth it. This makes the ride worth it. You get what I'm saying? And so, with that said, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you chase fulfillment? Well, let me see if I can help with that. Well, very first thing is awareness. Super important. You need to have awareness over the urges you have. My recommendation is to first see the triggers what are the things that trigger me to to have those well first of all let me backtrack actually find out what are the things you do un, unconsciously the things that don't really contribute the, the urges that you give into the, the impulse control that you lack where is it is it around food like cookies or something is it around tv netflix social media video games is it around porn like where do you lack impulse control now let me put this caveat real quick I'm not saying that the activities themselves are bad because they're not. What I'm saying is where do you lack impulse control? What do you just give into without thinking? What are those things? Now, now that you know them, here's the next thing I want you to do is I want you to figure out what are the triggers that causes me to give into that urge or for have those urge come up. Because peep this, those urges that come up they don't come up really out of nowhere. They are triggered by something. And I gave a hint at the beginning of the podcast how to figure that out or what it is. But I'll just tell you, 
what it is since these actions these behaviors these, these things that you're doing like i said they're vehicles to solve a problem so for some people you know for guys you know they may look to porn because of boredom or because of anxiety because they want to calm down a little bit and so now once you know what the problem is for you know the trigger so you gotta ask yourself is it because i'm bored is it because i'm feeling stressed is it because i'm feeling anxious you know what and, and then the next question is like what is the situation guys i got you follow me like i want you to literally follow here what is the situation that caused the boredom what is the activity or the moment that caused the anxiety the discomfort what is it once you figure that out now you know the trigger now you know what is it and the thing that causes you and causes the urge to come up and the lack of impulse control for you to take part in the behavior the next thing is to ask this question right now that we know what it is right now we can ask this other question is what are the things that i can replace this with that fill my cup so like for example for myself one of the things for me is that whenever i would be prepping for the podcast or writing things for my videos on social media is i would find myself hitting these blocks and then going on social media because i wanted to get away from the discomfort of writer's block and then you know scrolling turns from you know one thing into two and then before you know it you freaking you're down some type of rabbit hole and you're watching weird cat videos and so what i ended up doing is i instead i replaced the scrolling with something that fills my cup which is cards magic or alternative what i started doing is all right if i'm gonna go on social media what i did i'll put on youtube and i would put on something motivational something that actually helped me and not help and not numb my brain so i would watch stuff on business stuff on dating stuff on self-improvement to improve myself and then what i found is that I started like the urges are are not the same anymore. The impulse control it's a little bit better now. Now I'm I'm leveraging that impulse into something better. And so then boom, I get back to it and what happens is that I'm in a state of fulfillment that I can to, I can I can return to my original task to. Does that make sense? So essentially by partaking in something that that I feel fulfilled and that gives me fulfilled I can return to my original task not in a state of discomfort not in a state of anxiety or boredom but I'm returning it in a state of fulfillment and when you do things in a state of fulfillment you're operating different you're moving different and the energy is different behind it and now you're just moving like a boss you get what I'm saying and so long story short what I'm trying to say overall you know when it comes to masculinity being a man all that good stuff Impulse control is super, super, super important because if you live your life not controlling your impulses, you're no better than the animals outside. If you live your life just chasing and giving in to your impulses, then what you're really doing is making your life not about your purpose, not about becoming a better man, but your purpose in life is just to feel better, just to feel pleasure, just to avoid comfort. Like that is your mission in life. And as we all know, one quote-unquote negative or not good habit is going to attract others and we already know the life that leads you to but if you get to the place where you have impulse control then life is different then you're at the place 
where now you're building something for yourself. Now you're doing great things. Now you're the type of man women want to be around. Now you're the type of man that other people want to follow, that your boss wants to promote, that other people want to buy from because they know there's something about you. People are going to want to borrow that impulse control from you. And I guess if I can end it all with this, I can simplify it with this, right? That impulse control, I wouldn't say it's about self-control because like I said, it's, you know, you just replace it with something else. And I wouldn't say it's self-control. And so don't go here being like, oh, I got to be so disciplined. I got to be hard. I got to be military. Never give in to it. No, 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 no. That's not the answer. The answer is choice. If I want you to take any way, anything, anything away from this episode, it's that the answer to impulse control is choice. Because at every moment, you can always choose something. And you're choosing either a future where you are fat, where you are uh, not doing well, where you're unhealthy. So that's what I meant to say, not fat, but more unhealthy. Uh, you don't have any social connections or anything like that. You're broke. Or you're choosing your better future where you're the man, where people are coming around you, where you're actually happy. You're either choosing momentary pleasure or long-term fulfillment. That is a choice that you're making in every single moment. So. With that said, I want you to keep that in mind. I want you to always just get to a place where you're operating from choice. If you want to eat that cookie, eat that cookie. If you want to freaking pop open your laptop, you know, break no fap, whatever, go ahead and do it. All I'm saying is if you're going to do it, do it from a place of choice, okay? Do it from a place of choice, not from a place of impulse. And do not give over your thinking. Don't give over your power over to freaking your impulses. Don't give away your power think to anywhere else. A man who does that is not a man at all. Always is from a place of choice. Anything that you do, anything you think is because it's a choice. When you operate from choice, you have power. And when you have power, the world is yours, baby. So with that said, as always, I'm super thankful for you listening. I thank you so much for stopping in with the Red Velvet Podcast. I'm your host, Pablo Rosario, and I'm going to catch you next week because I got some more good stuff coming. Till then, I want you to stay velvet out there, and I'll catch you on the next one. Later.